0: On today's show, we'll be looking at the sixth chapter in Christianity Today's New Life Rising devotional entitled Exiles All the Way Home. Joining me today is our Director of Middle School Ministries, Olivia Hewitt. Olivia, welcome. Thanks, Grant. Okay, Olivia. Now, both in this devotional and in the church calendar, we've transitioned from the season of Lent into the season of Easter, but our opening question about peeps, just peeps themselves, does not expire. So, Olivia... (laughs) How do you feel about the Easter candy peeps?
1: Ew. (laughs) They're disgusting. I don't know. I only like marshmallows in a s'more anyway. And they're basically marshmallows, but grosser. Okay. So, no, thank you.
0: Would you, and I hope Nikki is not listening after her response, would you eat a s'more with a peep instead of a marshmallow?
1: Probably not.
0: It's kind of cruel.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't want to eat the peep little chicken, but also they're just I don't, they're just marshmallows but worse. I don't know. That's fair. Yeah. The
0: putting a peep in the fire would. I don't like peeps, but that would be a little too far for me. Yeah. To make this yeah. more, but then there's like a thought in the back of my mind of maybe it might be.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I like chickens too much to put it in the fire.
0: Same. I guess. Anyways, we eat them, though. <laughs> I was just thinking. <laughs> Chick-fil-A sounds good right now. Anyways, this is our first devotional in the Easter season. It's number seven, Exiles All the Way Home. It does a great job of bridging the gap from Lent to Easter in this discussion of exile and home. It says at one point, In the season of Lent, we also yearn for the miraculous movement from wilderness to safety, exile to belonging, sojourning to home. Olivia, what stood out to you about this discussion and how have you felt a sense of exile in your life?
1: Yeah, so I find it interesting because the Israelites were wandering through the desert forever. In the New Testament, the disciples wandered a long time because they were with Jesus and Jesus didn't have a home. And so this isn't something new. And most of us, we do have homes and we're thankful for that, but we are still exiles and we're still journeying through life. But the first thing I thought of when being asked this question was the C.S. Lewis quote that says, if we find ourselves with a desire that nothing this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that we were not made for this world, we were made for another world. And I think that sums up perfectly of even though sometimes like we have homes and we have a family. We still feel exiled in some way. It's because we weren't made for this world. Our home is somewhere else, and our home is with Christ in heaven. But I think some examples of this from my own life are college. Moving away to college was hard for me, and I went to Mississippi College, which is only three hours away, but it still felt not home.
0: Yeah.
1: And then after college, you get used to the four years of being where you went to college and then you're moving back or moving somewhere else. And so you're kind of not at home there either. But yeah, we all have a feeling of exile in our life and feeling like we're still trying to find safety and belonging.
0: Yeah, that's so good. Like this, the dynamic you described of it's like exile is so normal in scripture, like Israel living in exile throughout a big portion of the Old Testament, Jesus describing it, to his disciples and then the church in exile so it's just this pervasive theme that you see over and over again and it's one that we connect with in our lives moving from place to place and even just this sense of longing but it feels so wrong at the same time yeah. and having to weigh that tension between i know that we're supposed to be making like sense of this but i know it's not right which points back to that lewis quote of yeah yeah. You're supposed to feel that tension of exile and home, and it's good to feel that. Yeah. And so it's really good. As powerful as, let's, let's keep talking about that exile and home, because as powerful as the exile imagery was, I really enjoyed the way that home was discussed too. Why do you think that a place of home or a sense of place is so powerful for us? And how can we find these things in our own lives, even while feeling at exile in times?
1: Yeah, I love being at home. So I'm an introvert, I love being at home. I love watching a movie with my husband and my animals. It's where we feel the safest, usually where we're supposed to feel the safest. It's your place of belonging. I remember when I was like five, maybe, it was the last day to sign up for a second year of ballet and my mom was like, Okay Olivia, if we're gonna go sign up for ballet we have to do it right now but I was at home watching Clifford with my mom and I said no I'm gonna stay here and to her she just thought oh I didn't want to do ballet again but in my five-year-old mind being at home watching Clifford with my parents was much better than getting up and leaving and go signing up for something so home is where we're supposed to feel the safest but that's how we feel a lot of times is we don't want to leave home because it's where we feel the safest It's a place where we wanna belong, it's a place where we want to be understood, and it's a place where we want to be loved. And sometimes that's not our literal house though. Sometimes you feel at home like doing art or playing soccer. When I was a teenager, mine was like being at the barn and riding horses. And so your home can be different places. It doesn't have to be your literal house. But I think the purpose of a home is God giving us grace to show us enjoyment. And we also get small glimpses into our true home of heaven that will one day be, where there's no pain and we can see his face and feel his embrace and we'll finally be truly safe and home.
0: Yeah, and those glimpses of home are so important because I think we have to ask ourselves, like, why is that glimpse of home so powerful in our lives? And even as we have conversations with those that aren't believers about those same things that we feel this sense of joy in, I think it's an inroad to talk about the gospel because there's just this dynamic where we both feel this sense of home and place here doing this hobby or at this location mm. that again just points us to something greater yeah than what we're living in now or what we're made for
1: yeah i think everyone has that sense of longing not all the time but sometimes of just like this is the world is great but they're longing for that something else that will fulfill them and People have done that forever, just like hoping for a home, hoping for Mm -hmm. something to make them feel like they have a purpose and fulfilled.
0: Yeah, Yeah. the author of this devotional zeroes in on this idea of the church being that towards the end of the devotional. There's that Mm. long paragraph at the top of page 47 where... She says, meanwhile, my parents, the lonely immigrant couple, find a church where they commit their lives to Christ beside friends who become like family, and the story continues. So you and I have in common that neither of us grew up here at Christ Church. How have you come to experience this sense of home here?
1: So four years ago, I was in college, and I knew I wanted to go into ministry somehow. I wasn't really sure what kind of ministry. And my mom was friends with a lady, whose daughter had done a summer internship here 10 years ago. And so I was, I guess I'll apply. I don't really know anybody at the church or anything really about the church. But so I applied and Grant was the director of the summer internship that I did. And he was the first person I talked to. And I really fell in love with the students here and just the church in general. I went back to college and then two years after that, I graduated college and I became a Wesleyan Fellow here, which means you go to seminary part-time and you work part-time. And then almost a year ago today, I accepted the full-time position of middle school director. And I've totally just, going from summer internship to full-time, fell in love with the students here and just new home here. The There are lots more like young adults coming, which is great. And also not going to lie, student ministry, like, the students are so welcoming and loving, and I love having a home with them and with their teenager mind and just having so fun. Also, a few families have been, like, super welcoming to me, and I've really enjoyed that, and about to be a part of their little family, too, which is fun.
0: So cool. We Casey and I have experienced that as well, and that's been something, Christchurch is the first church we've been a part of where we arrived here together as a married couple and got to really grow together both in our marriage and our faith and so we've experienced that a lot at Christchurch too it's something we really love about being here because it does it gives that sense of home yeah which is weird to think about of the church being a sense of home because you have this family where we're united by ethnicity and social class and we have this community where we've got this close family relationship with people that we likely wouldn't have been connected with in another world. Yeah. And so I think that shows the power of true home found in the church that even other senses of home might not have. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, like even the way you're talking about a sense of home with teenagers, that wouldn't happen without the church. Yeah. That would be very <laughs> different. And so. The, I
1: don't know. I'd live in a home with 20 teenagers. <laughs> I think so.
0: <laughs> I don't think so. But it does give a power, I, I think, to go back to the idea of exile, like the importance of the church to create a sense of home and a culture of exile yeah, is so powerful that it puts the weight on you for students to create a sense of home when a student's walking in through the door, when a middle schooler's walking in through the door that didn't grow up in church and doesn't know Jesus and all they've experienced their whole life is exile. Like you have the power to create a sense of home Yeah. down in the refuge.
1: Yeah. So that's why it's called the refuge is so that it can be a place of home and safety for our students. So.
0: What are some ways that you do that down there specifically?
1: Yeah. So D groups are, D groups are split up by like age and gender and sometimes they're really deep and they talk about really deep things and sometimes they just goof off. And I think... Those are the places where they get the most feeling of home Mm because to have a home, you have to spend time with the people that if you're not going to feel at home, if you don't know the people. And so D groups are the time with an adult and the girls or guys, their age that they can really dive into harder questions. And so hopefully they feel the most at home and the most not judged in their D group.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I think that's an encouragement to all of our adult groups too. To yeah. create that sense of environment where you're going deep sometimes, but you're goofing off sometimes. Yeah. Like I've heard it phrased, and I think I've even talked on this podcast about this idea that Ray Ortland talks about, of gospel doctrine and gospel culture coming together. And when the two of them come together, there's power. And I yeah. think the power of home is what you're describing Is we yeah. study the Bible deeply and we goof off sometimes. Yeah. And that's, I think that's what we're all looking for in groups and Sunday school classes and all sorts of things. It's that place where we can find both of those together. Yeah, Olivia, this devotional ends with this idea of watering the earth from Psalm 84. In the last paragraph, there's the example that it goes back to the widow and how she did the Monday manna meal where it was she knows she's in exile, but she's going to create this sense of home through this small act. And we so we find ourselves re- returning to a repeated theme that we've seen during the Lent ones as well of just this idea of small... Uh, moments of sacrifice and small moments of meaning in a crazy world around you. And so I would love to hear from you. What are some ways that you've experienced Christ doing that for you in a season of exile? Or how might you encourage someone that might be listening to this and they're not at home, whether that's physically, emotionally, spiritually, they're just, they're feeling exile in this conversation from the way that things should be. How might they look for those moments in their lives?
1: Yeah, so I have two like main example. So church, especially getting through college sometimes, like I looked forward to Wednesdays. Like I looked forward to college group. I looked forward to getting to go to church because sometimes that was the only thing that got me through the week is I'll get to go to church and I'll get to spend time with other people who love the Lord and spend time in his presence. I think that church, like finding the people in your church that you can grow with are is so important. Another thing is, like, nature. I really see God the most through nature, so going on walks. And I think the reason why I love it so much is because a lot of times we think of eternity in heaven, but we forget that there's also going to be a new earth, and we forget that, like, God made the earth beautiful, and we can see glimpses of heaven through that. He made Eden, and Eden was perfect, and eden wasn't up in heaven eden was on the earth and so we still get to see his beauty and his nature that's so beautiful and that one day we'll live in the new heaven and new earth and so we just get to see little glimpses of that through the sunshine peeking through the clouds or through animals like my dog my dog shows me the grace of god all the time dogs don't hold grudges they're not gonna tell your secrets and so i don't just animals and like seeing nature and trees and clouds Mm is yeah those are my little glimpses of heaven that i see all the time
0: that's great that's wonderful olivia thank you so much for joining us thanks for having me and thank you guys so much for listening to our discussion on christianity today's new life rising next week we'll be back with a new guest looking at the eighth chapter a waste of time a work of love take up and read church and we'll see you then